However, if you live in Chicago, what's the problem people face? What are we facing? Well, maybe not today. Today's actually a bad example of it. Right? You don't see the sun in the winter, right? You don't get a lot of sun. So, and it affects a lot of people, too. And the other thing we do, what don't we have in this room right now? Windows. Windows, right? So when you're in work all day, maybe you start work and you're not able to get enough sun. 70% of America is vitamin D deficient. Um, what is another good source of vitamin D if you can't get it from the sun? Hey. Raise your hand. Milk, milk is vitamin D fortified. Some people uh, are lactose intolerant and they struggle with milk. What's, what's an even better source of milk? Like oranges and stuff like Orange that. Oranges are not going to have a lot of vitamin D. They will have a lot of vitamin, vitamin C, C, but not vitamin D. Okay, and this is another reason why people are vitamin D deficient. Fish. Okay, how many people eat fish multiple times a week in here? Not many. Maybe like a, a quarter of us. What? So if we're not getting sun, we're not eating enough fish, that's why a lot of America has vitamin D problems. Do you have a question? Yeah, what kinds of fish? Like uh, that, good question. Um, or is it seafood in it's, general? It's most, it's most seafood in general. Uh, tilapia is just not a good source of, yeah, no, of anything. You know, there's not a lot of uh, omega trees in tilapia. We'll talk about that more later. But I think all fish are good sources because uh, fish being in the sea, there's no, uh, there's no walls in the sea, right? They just get to absorb a lot of sunlight. Um, and that's where you get the saying, you are what you're, you eat. If you eat uh, like grass-fed beef, or if you eat uh, you know, uh, fish that are eating a lot of phytonutrients, you're eating uh, the flesh of something that has been nourished properly, and there's going to be a lot of nutrients in it. But if you're eating something that hasn't been nourished properly, um, you know, you're going to eat what's in their flesh. So fish, because they are exposed to a lot of sunlight, they're in sunlight basically all day because, you know, the ocean's just like a giant window. Um, they're a great source of vitamin D, but most Americans don't eat a lot of fish. We don't get out in the sun enough. So we have problems with vitamin D, okay? If we go into minerals, uh, if we go into minerals and we look at minerals, Minerals just like vitamins are responsible for various bodily functions. Okay, there's major minerals, there's trace minerals. All you need to know about minerals is major minerals, they balance uh, the water in your body. Okay, so we talked about how important water is, so it's like electrolytes, like potassium, um, sodium. They balance the water in your body. So you can utilize water properly. Even if you're not drinking, or excuse me, even if you're drinking the proper amounts of water and you don't have the right balance of minerals, your, baby, your body may not stay hydrated properly. And then we have trace minerals, and those help distribute oxygen throughout your body. So especially for people who exercise, water and oxygen are very important. You guys know who LeBron James is, right? Everyone's heard of LeBron James. Probably one of the best athletes on the planet, right? Um, anyone know what happened to LeBron James in like 2000? Oh, God, I can't remember, it was 2010 or 2011. In the NBA Finals, anyone remember what happened to LeBron James? Got cramped up. Yeah. Cramped up, <laughs> Got right? carried out. 
Now everyone says, well, LeBron James is soft. Like he couldn't, he got hurt. He couldn't play in the game. Anyone ever get like really bad cramps? You can't, <laughs> you can't move. You know, you can't really say anything, to LeBron. Your body literally locks up. There's nothing you can do, and that can stem from dehydration. Now, why was he cramping up? You know, I'm not a doctor, but most likely he was missing some kind of balance of minerals or water. So if you don't, if you don't have uh, the proper balance of water in your body, which is balanced through vitamins and minerals, as great of an athlete you can be, it can be inhibited. So it's important to get your minerals, okay? It can take you out of the NBA Finals. There's football players that will take IVs on the sidelines of football games because, you know, they're wearing all that gear, especially when you have a helmet on and you're playing, like, hot conditions. You just sweat a ton. Um, so they, they can keep playing, uh, you know, and perform because they, they get the right balance of minerals. So that IV drip actually is a saline solution uh, which pumps uh, minerals and water into your body so it gets you hydrated. Okay, so based on this, I've been teaching this class for 16 years. Uh, no one's going to hurt my feelings. I've talked a lot about vitamins and minerals and how important they are and how important it is to eat five to eight servings of fruits and vegetables. Of the people who weren't eating five to eight servings of fruits and vegetables, who's going to run out of eat here and eat five to eight servings of fruits and vegetables starting today? Okay, one person. Uh, like I said, my feelings aren't going to be hurt. I knew it's going to happen. I already know the answer. I've been teaching this. Okay? Your clients are going to do the same thing. You're going to tell them this, and your clients are going to be like, yeah, it makes sense. And then you're going to have to say, again, next week, hey, what does your, your nutrition look like? Or you're going to look at the app, and you're going to see they're not eating fruits and vegetables. Okay? Um, so you're going to have to have the same conversation. You're going to keep pushing these people to do it, because that's what being a good trainer and a good coach is, too. It's hard. It's not easy. But you can't give up. Okay? But for the people who can't eat five to eight servings of fruits and vegetables or just won't do it, we'd still gotta make sure we keep these people healthy. And that's where multivitamins come in. Okay, so there's supplements not replacements. Even if you're taking a multivitamin, I'm gonna tell you to keep your servings of fruits and vegetables. Uh, I'm gonna tell you to keep your servings of fruits and vegetables. Okay? Um, you gotta think of multivitamins as like an insurance policy. Who has car insurance? Who's got a car, I should say? Who's got a car? Who's got car insurance? You better all keep your hands up. I'm gonna call the cops on you. He came here to learn about supplements and he asked me about car insurance. Okay, so when you guys got your car insurance, you get through like Geico, State Farm, Insurance, Allstate, you know, uh, one of those, Progressive maybe. Bunch of insurance providers. When you bought your car insurance, you didn't like go out on the road and said, all right, cool, I got insurance. Let me test this thing out. Let's see how good this insurance is. I'm gonna get them an act. Right, you didn't do that, that'd be weird. Right? You get insurance in case you get an act. That's the same with the multivitamin. I don't want you to take a multivitamin and say, cool, I got a multivitamin. I don't need to worry about fruits and vegetables anymore because this thing's got me covered. I'm still gonna take this, but this is insured if I don't eat enough fruits and vegetables, this is going to help me out, okay? Who in here takes a multivitamin? Oh man, I'm like half of you guys. Even if you weren't exercising, I'd tell you to take a multivitamin. That's how important it is. All those basic bodily functions we were talking about, 
That's what multivitamins can contribute to. What's the difference between Optiman and Optivoman? Well, the obvious difference. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> Optiman is geared towards men. Optiman is geared towards women. I'm going to cover that in just a second. Okay. okay but we got to go in steps to get there. So these are vitamins I'm going to recommend for people who exercise. Okay. Because once you start exercising, your uh, your goals and your uh, your needs become different than the average person. Like my dad, my dad, anyone know who my dad is? Of course you don't, he's just like a regular guy, right? My dad's 70 years old, he walks the dog, doesn't have a very extraordinary life. Does that sound like any of your lifestyles? You're all fit people, right? Doesn't sound like my dad, right? Just a regular everyday guy that doesn't work out, 70 years old, lays on the couch, okay? You don't want to take the same multivitamin my dad takes. My dad takes like Centro. These are all geared for the person who exercises, okay? So you don't want to be like my dad, okay? Your clients, you don't want to let your clients be like my dad. You need to get your clients taking a vitamin that's geared toward exercise, okay? The first one I recommend is Rule 1 Train Daily. Why do I recommend Rule 1 Train Daily? Okay, why do I recommend Rule 1 Train Daily? I recommend that one because it's the most cost effective. Okay? It's the most cost effective. That's very important when it comes to making a decision for these people because uh, they can't always uh, you know, afford the most expensive or the best product, sometimes we have to get something that fits within their budget. Second one I might recommend is OptiMen or OptiWomen. Now the rule one train daily costs $17.99. The OptiMen, $19.99. Okay. So there's a little bit of a price difference. Rule one train daily, you get a 30 day supply of rule one train daily. Quarter a day. I'm sorry, 50, it lasts about 50 days. It costs about a quarter a day for the rule one train daily. Okay? Optimen, 14, uh, excuse me, $24.99. That's going to last you about 50 days as well. It's going to cost about 40 cents a day, okay? After women's 1990s. So, you said 50 days, is that different? Are there 100 days? Yeah, you got to take multiple pills, basically. I can't remember exactly how many capsules 50, or tablets. 50 days for the men. Are they hours? 50 days for the women. The rule one train daily is a tablet. The Optimen is a tablet. Heart. Heart, yeah. The Optiwomen is a capsule. Okay? They all you have to take different amounts on all. When you take What's that? Optimen. Uh, what about the Optimen? Uh, $24.99. Okay, and we carry all these products. All these things we're gonna talk about, we carry. So you get a commission if you sell them, and it all comes towards your goal. If you're a trainer, 
you're gonna have a, a, a supplement goal of at least $250 a month, which is easy. You pay attention in this class, you'll walk out of here, you're not even gonna think about hitting your supplement goal. It's so easy if you're just talking to people about multi-markets. It's really that easy, okay? If we do the math, if you have 10 clients, which 10 clients is not that much, and every one of your clients buys a multivitamin, it, it's what average is about 20 bucks. If we, if we look at those, that's $200. So it's really easy. You know, in multivitamins, like I said, we all need them. No one needs enough servings of fruits and vegetables. Really easy way to achieve your goal by just getting your clients to take a multivitamin. Supplement goal is so easy, okay? It's a good way to make more money, too, commission. Uh, what's the difference between OptiMed, OptiWomen, and the Rule 1 Train Daily? Well, the Rule 1 Train Daily is just a basic multivitamin. It's good for everyone who works out. The OptiMen is more specific for uh, the, uh, like a male, okay? Because males have different needs than females. There's more zinc in there. Which zinc is good for testosterone support. There's lycopene and salt palmetto. Those are very good for your prostate. Good for prostate support. Okay. Um, then the Opta Women has estrogen support in there. So it's geared towards a different gender. They're just different needs by, for each gender. Uh, and that's why there's the two different types. The other thing is the Opta Women is a capsule, Opta Men's a tablet, too. Um, so women have it a little better, you know, capsules are a little easier to swallow than the tablets. I know a lot of people, sometimes uh, they try to stay away from tablets if they can. Um, that's one of the drawbacks between the men's multivitamins. And the reason it is that way is because in order to fit all the nutrients, vitamins, and minerals into the uh, Optimen that the men need, they have to put it in a tablet just because they have to put so many in order to fit the amount into capsules. You can't, you can't pack as much into capsules as you can into a tablet. You just have to take a lot more pills and that would raise the cost of it, okay? Um, because men have different needs than women. Men, generally speaking, are larger than women and if you have more body mass, uh, it just requires more nutrients, okay? Uh, now there's the animal pack. Who's heard of the animal pack before? Anyone ever take the animal pack? Who's taking the animal pack? Do you take the animal pack? Do you like it? Okay, um, if, if there was one thing you say like, man, I, I really didn't like about the animal pack, what would it be? Okay, anyone else take it? It's the amount of pills, right? There's like eight or nine pills in there and you're supposed to take that twice a day. Okay, there's 44 packs in the animal pack and these, they're horse pills. Like they, they call it an animal pack for a reason. I mean, they're big pills. So if someone has a hard time with pills, you don't want to recommend the animal pack to them. But if you're a serious lifter, doing two-a-days, looking for serious gains, really working out hard, animal pack is great. It's, it's just a phenomenal product, okay? Um, but it's a little more pricey. It's like $26.99 for the animal pack. There's 44 packs. It tells you to take two a day. It's only going to last you 22 days, okay? Uh, in addition, the animal pack has amino acids. Okay, so um, it's going to be, uh, it's going to have some more muscle support in there. Uh, it's got a higher concentration of zinc, which is good for 
testosterone support, um, and just some other things that are just better for recovery. Now, with all these multivitamins, I recommend taking them with food, okay? It's gonna be easier for your body to digest, and it's easier, gonna, gonna be easier to absorb the nutrients, okay? Then there's vitamin D. So vitamin D isn't a multivitamin, it's vitamin D, but most of America is vitamin D deficient, 70%. So how do you determine if you're vitamin D deficient? All you have to do, you go to the doctor, you get a blood test, and the doctor will tell you if you're vitamin D deficient. What is the doctor, anyone ever been tested for vitamin D deficient? Uh, if you're vitamin D deficient, anyone know what the doctor tells you to do? What's that? I can, I can hear him say. Yeah, take vitamin D. That's what they're gonna tell you. And they don't like prescribe a special prescription to just tell you to get over-the-counter vitamin D. Uh, so if you have clients that are vitamin D deficient or they think they might be vitamin D deficient, and vitamin D affects a lot of things. It affects your hormones, your energy level, it can affect your mood. Very important, testosterone and help you build muscle. So people think they might be vitamin D deficient, have them see the doctor, and all they have to do is supplement vitamin D. There's a couple different ways you can do it. You can take a vitamin D pill every day. You can take it, um, like this optimum one has 5,000 IU, so you would only need to take that one like two or three times a week. Um, but if you're taking vitamin D, you need to make sure you take it with uh, foods that have fats in it, because that's the best way for it to be absorbed, okay? Um, then there's digestive enzymes. Vitamin D is, I think, costs like 19 or 17 dollars, and uh, there's like, uh, what is it, like 200 capsules in there? I think if you take two a week, it lasts you like a year for 17 bucks. So very cost effective uh, if you have clients that are not, um, that don't have the right amount of vitamin D. And, and guys, what I will tell you is some clubs may not have all these products because some clubs just sell them more than others. If we have a particular product that we talk about today that is not in your club, but you have, you want to recommend it to clients, talk to one of your managers and they can make sure we're ordering it. Because anything we, we talk about here, we get from our vendors, um, but we just might not stock it on every club. We have 39 clubs in the company. So if there's something we talk about today that you'd really like either for yourself or for your clients that the club doesn't currently have, make sure to recommend it to them. Um, as long as it's one of the products that we carry, I promise you we can get it in. If you have a recommendation outside of this, you know, we'll look at it. We don't bring in every product that someone asked for. But if it's a product we carry at one location, we can get it for your location if you're going to recommend it to your clients uh, so we can help you achieve your goal. Um, go ahead. Could you, like, have, like, so much of vitamin D? Like, could you, like, uh, like overfill it? Or, yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, so vitamin... Uh, Water-soluble vitamins, you can't take too much of. Your body will just flush it out. But fat-soluble vitamins, yes, you can't take too much of them. They can make you sick. So how do you know, like, it's the right amount? Um, the doctor will tell you how much okay. to take. Uh, when they tell you to, they might tell you to take 2,000 IUs a day okay. um, every day. Or they might say, hey, take 5,000 IUs twice a week or three times a week. Um, I know people who are very severely vitamin D deficient, they've had to take, like, uh, a pill that's like 20,000 I use once a week. So um, have the doctor like tell them like yeah, the how much. Gotcha. How much. Yeah. And then they go in and get tested again and hopefully they draw your blood and they see your vitamin D levels elevated. Gotcha. Okay.
for us when we talk about nutrients as fuel, what does it do? Energy. Energy. Carbs give you energy. Okay, specifically starches or complex carbs. Okay. And once again, guys, remember, get all your clients on the app um, so that they can get all their food guidance from there and you don't have to go over all this stuff with them because it's really complicated. Yeah, go for it, bud. Um, Right? That's not going to be a good uh, workout session. They might get sick even. So for clients who are on the go, or you know, some serious athletes, they'll use things like Vitargo or Carbolin to fuel them uh, carbohydrate-wise. And the reason they'll do this is these are carbohydrate powders that your body doesn't have to work so hard to digest. So if you're getting exercise and, and you said, man, you know, I'm really dragging, I need to eat some food, I got a, a session with my trainer in an hour, you wouldn't eat like a plate of sweet potatoes, right? It just wouldn't have time for it to digest. But if you were leaving your job um, in a hurry, you could potentially mix uh, with water in one of those shaker cups some Vitargo, which is derived from barley. It's a complex carbohydrate. And that could help you um, you know, get energy for your workout in the short term. Okay. Now the problem with Vitargo is it's kind of expensive. I think it's like 30 bucks, you get 20 servings. So if someone's very serious, they're going to do it. I mean, professional bodybuilders, professional athletes, crossfitters, they use this like crazy. It's a very popular product. It's an awesome product, but it might be out of people's budgets. So an alternative is Carbolin. Carbolin, I think, costs $49 and you get 30 servings. Okay, but they're using dextrose and maltodextrose, not as good of a carb source as uh, barley is. Okay, so these are all going to give you energy, complex carbs. Um, you can actually drink those carb powders during your workout too, if you're working out for a long time. Your non-starch carbohydrates, those are good for vitamins and minerals. Okay, so those are vegetables. Like someone would never eat like a plate of broccoli as their pre-workout and say, alright, cool, down my broccoli, let's get some gains, right? I mean, no one would want to work out next to that person. It'd be, be stinky. Okay? Then when we look at our simple carbs, our simple sugars come from fruits. Maybe. Okay? Now, a lot of times trainers will say, hey, if you're trying to lose weight, stay away from fruits, you know? Don't eat fruits or high in sugar, which we don't want to tell people not to eat fruits. There's a lot of good nutrients in fruits. You want to eat fruits in moderation. Like I said, a serving of vegetables is a fist. A serving of fruits is half a fist. Okay? So we want to eat in moderation. What we do want to stay away from is added sugars. Okay? So added sugars uh, are uh, 
you know, if we're if we're having like a coffee at Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, and you know those little packets of sugar we put, that's what you want to stay away from. If you have your clients just stop drinking soft drinks like Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Sprite, um, fruit juices, and other things, stay away from that. You just cut that out of your clients' diets. They will get great results even if you didn't do anything else. High fructose corn syrup, marinades, uh, processed snacks, uh, you know, sweet snacks. Those are what we're going to want to stay away from. That's all refined sugar. So you want to cut that. Um, you want to cut that out of your client's diet. Okay. But naturally occurring sugars. Those um, those are totally different. You know, when those are in fruits, it's totally different. Okay. We want to eat those in moderation. No one's ever gotten obese from eating an orange. Right? That's that's absurd. Okay, I've had people in the class tell me this one guy is the craziest thing in the world. He's like, you know, if you eat a banana, it's essentially just like eating a Snickers bar. And uh, and I was like, well, it's I don't know, have any of you guys ever ate a banana and been like, man, that was that was just like Snickers, you know? No, like I've never once felt the way Never had the satisfaction eating a banana that I've had, like eating a Snickers bar. There's no peanuts in a banana, there's no caramel. Um, it's not even close. Now maybe it might have the same amount of calories, but it's not coming from the same thing, okay? Uh, so I want to explain a little bit too why fruit juices are another thing we want to stay away from. Because it's not the fruit that's bad, it's the manner in which it's consumed. So who's drinking orange juice before? Raise your hand if you drink orange juice. My girlfriend loves orange that's like when we go out to breakfast that's like her cheat meal that's like what she that's what she does uh, like me if I'm cheating I'm going with like Jenny's ice cream chocolate chip pancakes uh, I'm doing it right I'm not cheating with orange juice okay but that's that's her cheat because orange juice is not good for you uh, so when you eat who's bought orange juice you guys bought, all bought like carton of orange juice you buy your orange juice you're filling uh, you're filling your cup to like here right I mean you're filling like a healthy glass of orange juice in a small glass, right? Everyone. What's that? Higher, lower? <laughs> so he's doing a lot more. But you're, 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 not, you're not monitoring your orange juice. You're filling a cup with orange juice, right? Who's ever made orange juice on their own, like squeezing an orange? Anyone ever do that? All right. Stop my finger with how, how much juice comes out of one orange when you make it on your own. There, man. What? Is your orange on steroids? No, that's right. <laughs> Yeah, it's like next to nothing, right? So, okay, I'm just saying one orange, one orange. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you put more oranges in there, you can make it bigger, right? But if you're squeezing one orange, there's like next to no juice that comes out of it. So the problem with orange juice is not the juice from the orange; it's that we're over-consuming. Okay. So a lot of times when you're pouring your big glass of oranges, it's like drinking three oranges as opposed to just one. And then you don't get a lot of the fiber, the pulp, all the other things that are rich in nutrients. Um, you don't get those because we're only consuming the juice. So if you get your clients, don't have them cut the fruit out, just eat in the servings we're talking about, you know? So if you're having six to eight servings of fruits and vegetables, it should be like four servings of vegetables, two servings of fruits. And your serving of fruit is like half a fist, okay? Or like you're eating an apple, eat the apple, that's your serving of fruit. If you're eating orange, that's your serving of fruit. Okay? We just want to have that in moderation. 
So have your clients cut out all the soft drinks. Have them cut out all the juices. Get rid of sugar from their diet. People want to lose weight fast, just get rid of that processed sugar and they'll get great results. Now spurring to that, let's look at fiber. Because fiber is found in uh, all the plants we eat. Okay, fiber is indigestible. The body doesn't digest it. There's no net calories, or excuse me, uh, yeah, no net calories when you eat fiber because it does not absorb into your body. Soluble fiber will help you feel full. When you eat soluble fiber in plants, it expands with water and fills your stomach up. So for people who are overeating, eating more fiber will help control their appetite. Insoluble fiber, okay, whole grains, rice, barley, that doesn't digest in your body, but what it does is it binds to undigested food and it pulls it out on the way out of your body. So it keeps your intestines running smooth. Okay, so um, when, uh, when you're eating insoluble fiber, like digestion takes place in your small intestines. And if you have a lot of food in there that's not flushing out of your body, sometimes things don't get absorbed properly. But when you're eating enough insoluble fiber, it will pour all those, pour, or excuse me, pull all those undigested ingredients out of your body you'll be able to absorb food properly, okay? Most Americans only get half the fiber they need on a daily basis. You need 30 to 35 grams, they're probably getting about half, okay, 15 So how do we help fiber intake? You don't want to take someone from eating like 15 grams of fiber to 30 grams of fiber in one day. You're gonna have a problem when you do that, okay? Might be on the toilet a lot. You don't want your clients to do that. You want to do it slowly. So have them eat more fruits and vegetables. Have them eat grains. But a lot of times, our clients aren't going to do that. Like I told you guys, I, no one in here, other than one person, is going to go start eating more than five days, or excuse me, their five days of fruits and vegetables every day. Even though we just talked about how great it was. So we know your clients aren't going to do that. So on top of eating a multivitamin to supplement. Uh, for their vitamins and minerals, they're going to have to start paying attention to their fiber because if they're not eating enough grains, fruits and vegetables, they're not going to get enough fiber. These protein bars, a lot of the ones we sell, like the Quest bars, those are the Quest bars before. Uh, One bars, um, what else, RX bars, uh, they're all high in fiber. Um, so on top of getting protein, you can get fiber from these bars, but I don't want you to rely on just bars to eat your fiber intake, you know, your clients too. We still want to encourage them to eat fruits, vegetables, and grains, but these things are good, um, you know, for people on the go to supplement their fiber intake. I heard that, like, if you were to cook it, you were to lose nutrients too, or like, um, like for fruits and vegetables, sorry, uh, like, does it make a difference from like, your perspective? Well, sure, it depends on how you cook it, though. Actually, okay. if you microwave fruits and vegetables, the, the best way to retain the most amount of vitamins and minerals is for you to cook it, at a high temperature fast. Okay, that's the best way to retain most ingredients. So boiling fruits and vegetables is a good way. Actually, the more studies have shown that microwaving it is really good because it cooks it really fast and uh, keeps a lot of the vitamins and minerals in the fruits and vegetables, more vegetables, I don't really know. I've never thrown fruit in the microwave before. Um, 
But uh, vegetables. As far as vegetables go, yeah. So it does depend on how you cook it. Now, if you if you boil it like in water at that high temperature for a long period of time, that doesn't retain a lot of nutrients. So it really does depend on how you cook it. And the best way to do it is to cook it really fast at a high temperature. So the, the lesser amount of time that vegetables cook for, the more likely it is to maintain or to retain most of their nutrients. Okay. So let's move on to fats. So fats a lot of people are afraid of because of the name of it. They think if I eat fats, I'm gonna put on body fat. That's not necessarily the case. We need fats. They help regulate our hormones, all right? Fats are very good for testosterone. So someone looking to build muscle, um, fats are very important, okay? Saturated fats, those are mainly solid at room temperature. Um, mostly found in animal foods, so like, uh, what does fat look like in the butcher? If you guys go to the butcher section of the grocery store, what, is, what does it look like in a piece of meat? What does fat look like? White. It's white, it's like marbling, right? So who's ever had a ribeye steak? All the marbling in the ribeye steak, that's saturated fat. Uh, what about bacon? Who's had bacon before? Bacon's got a lot of saturated fat. So you gotta eat this in moderation, but a little bit is you know healthy and not gonna hurt. Um, but you just don't want to, you don't want to overconsume saturated fat. Now the problem with saturated fat, where we have a hard time stopping, is saturated fat tastes really good. That's why ribeyes, bacon, um, some of the snacks we eat, they all taste really good because saturated fat tastes really good. Okay, saturated fat is butter too. Um, the saturated fat moderation is good for us and your body needs some. Now, who's heard of the keto diet Okay. People on the keto diet, uh, they consume a large amount of fats because they don't consume any carbohydrates. In order to be in what's called ketosis, where your body uh, uses fat for energy versus carbohydrates, you need to eat less than 20 grams of carbs on a daily basis. Now long term, unless you have uh, some type of genetic ailment or some kind of issue uh, with, uh, with carbohydrates, and the doctor tells you to go on a ketogenic diet, there's some autoimmune disease that respond well to a ketogenic diet. Keto, keto diets are not healthy, okay? Um, but for people doing them, we need to know how to help them. So, who's heard of MCT oil before? that? Medium chain triglyceride? The way MCT oil works is derived from coconuts, and um, MCTs, your body uses them similar to carbohydrates. So for people uh, who are on a ketogenic diet, they can get energy from MCT oil similar to how you can get them from carbohydrates, okay? Um, people put this on their salads, they might put it in their shakes, uh, but it's a good way to get healthy fats, right? But I don't recommend the keto diet um, unless maybe you're a bodybuilder and you're doing it for two weeks to get ready for the show. The unsaturated fats are the fats that are a little more healthy for us because we get a thing called omega-3 These are mostly found in oil and plants. Things like olive oils, um, you can get it from like avocados, uh, found in fish, some nuts. These are really healthy. Mainly omega-3s is what we want to look for. Because the average American does not get enough omega-3s in their diet. 
in order to maximize your fish oil. It might be even more, like close per to day? 1,500. Yep, per day. So the more you weigh, the more fish oil you might need to use. That's how, how it works out. You, know, you said it's a thousand for each, or 500, 500. Uh, a thousand, just a thousand total. So okay. like they'll, they'll both be, it'll be equal. They'll tell you like EPA slash DHA, you okay. know, 250 milligrams. So they usually tell you. So you want a thousand milligrams um, of EPA and DHA. All right, and it might go up to like 1500. Depends on how much you weigh. Um, you want to see that these fish that they use in the fish oil are small fish, so anchovies, mackerel, sardines. You want to see those as the fish they're sourcing for their fish oil. If they aren't using those small fish, then it's not a great source of fish oil. Uh, also with fish oil, you want to keep it in a cool, dry place, because if it's warm, the gels will uh, denaturize and you'll just be wasting your money, okay? So I, I, a lot of times I'll tell people to store in the refrigerator. Um, also fish oils you want to take into food, preferably foods that's higher in fats, you know, so you can kind of mimic how you would get fish oil in real life, like if you were eating a fish, because fish are higher in fatty acids, okay? Now for people who are vegans, fish oil is a problem, right, because they won't eat anything that comes from animals, fish or animals. So you can get your omega-3s from other sources. Uh, this protein powder called Owen is a plant-based protein. It stands for, Owen stands for only what you need, okay? Um, and it's got 20 grams of protein. It's also got 500 milligrams of omega-3s. And their omega-3s come from plants. Okay, so for anyone who's a vegan, they can get their omega-3s and protein. This is actually also high in fiber. It's a really good product. What's it? Uh, 23 bucks maybe? I can't remember off the top of my head. 23.99. I think you only get 14 servings of it though. Okay. Then there's protein, the last macronutrient we're gonna talk about. Why do people eat protein? Burn the fat. Build muscles, alright? Build muscles. People eat protein, build muscles. Specifically, what's in protein that builds muscles? Anyone know? Amino acids. Okay, so we eat protein to get amino acids. Amino acids are what build muscle, not protein. Your body will break down the protein to get the amino acids. When you get amino acids in your bloodstream, it makes you what's called anabolic. When you're anabolic, you're building muscle and burn fat. You want to be anabolic, it's the best thing to be. Fitness world, you want yourself to be anabolic. You want your clients to be anabolic. Okay, build the muscle and burn fat. As great as protein is of a muscle builder, it's even better fat. Harvard did a study back in 2013. They looked at all the different types of diets. Like the high carb, low carb, high fat, low fat. And they determined that over a long period of time, as long as your calories are within a given range, the high fat, low carb, uh, low carb, high fat, it doesn't matter just as long as you're controlling your carb or your calories, people are going to get the same results. But there was one diet every single time showed the great results, um, the best results, and it's a high protein diet. Um, the best way to lose fat is to eat a high protein diet. So a high protein diet is when your total caloric intake consists of 15 to 30% of calories from protein. 
Okay, so once you're at 15% of your total calories from protein, up to 30%, that's just called a high protein diet. You're gonna burn more uh, body fat on a high protein diet. Because protein has three times the thermogenic effect of carbs and fats. So, in other words, when you eat protein, it takes three times the energy for your body to digest it, so you burn more calories. Being on a high protein diet, you burn an extra 100 calories every day. 100 fat calories every day. So what does that mean? Anyone know how many calories in a pound of fat? 3,500. 3,500. So in a month, being on a high protein diet, you're gonna burn about a pound of muscle, or excuse me, a pound of fat, just by eating more protein. Which doesn't seem like a lot, one pound, but over the course of a year, that's 12 pounds of fat, just by being on a high protein diet, okay? So a lot of times you take a client who's looking to lose weight and you recommend protein to them, eating more protein, they say, I don't want protein, it's gonna make me bulky. The same reason they don't want protein is the same reason why they're carrying high body fat because they're afraid of the nutrient that is gonna help them lose weight. They're not eating enough of it and that's why their body fat is higher. So when you take on a new client, which 90% of your clients are gonna be looking to lose weight, 90% of your clients are going to be looking to lose weight. We have to get them eating more protein. And what does it look like for someone who weighs about 200 pounds for me to be on a high protein diet? I need about 130 to 150 grams of protein to be at 15% of my total calories uh, from protein. Okay? So that's, that's like the minimum for someone who's like 200 pounds like myself. So if you're training someone, uh, you know, 100 pounds is probably going to be like half that. You're not going to train a lot of people that are 100 pounds. Um, and if you're like 150 pounds, it's probably going to fall somewhere in the middle. Isn't that just the meal you eat when you're trying to build a No, 15% of your total calories is a high protein diet. You can build on 15%. It, and I'll show you a chart later that shows exactly how it works. There's a lot of factors that depend, okay? So 15% of your total calories, but hey, don't take my word for it. Go to the app. The app will tell you. Okay, so the app will map all this out. Um, I'm just speaking for me, what's a high protein diet for me? Okay, but it depends on the size of the person. Uh, there is no exact formula for it. Uh, some people might need more, some might need less, depending on how they absorb things. I'm gonna show you a study um, that looks at protein intake and then you'll understand this a little better. But if we're eating, uh, let's say we're eating chicken, one chicken breast will say is about 30 grams of protein. If I'm on a high protein diet and I want to maintain the uh, you know 130 grams of protein, and one chicken breast weighs, or excuse me, gives me 30 grams of protein, how many chicken breasts would I have to eat on a daily basis to get my 130 grams of protein? About four, right? Who eats four chicken breasts a day? A couple people, right? A couple people, not a lot, right? Um, it's hard, it's hard to eat protein. Protein takes a lot of preparation, it's expensive. Um, I know in, in the city you buy protein, if you're buying good chicken, it costs like, you know, bare minimum $4.99 a pound. Most of the time it's like $5.99 a pound. It's hard to find good chicken uh, for an affordable price. So it's expensive, you gotta cook it. There's a lot that goes into it. And it's not very convenient, you know, if you're trying to eat a high protein diet, you know, you're out on the floor and it's like, oh man, I haven't eaten protein in a while, I gotta eat something. You whip the chicken breast out of your back pocket and just start eating it. People are gonna look at you funny. And you know what? I'm with those people. I mean, I, I want gains just as much as anyone, but man, someone starts 
eating a, a protein out of their back pocket on the floor, I'm gonna look at them funny. So it's not easy to do it. That's why this is another thing, just like a multivitamin, I am gonna recommend every one of your clients take a protein powder, okay? If they wanna build muscle, they wanna lose weight, they should take a protein powder. If these are the only two supplements you focus on with your clients, you will never have a problem hitting your goal. Protein and multivitamin. Now that's not to say there's not other supplements you can't recommend. Omega-3s are great, the collagens, peptides are awesome. Um, you know, fiber-based supplements, great. There's gonna be some other ones we'll talk about later. It's all really good products, Thanks. bless you. Thanks. But the two that I would recommend to everyone are multivitamin and protein, because you want a strong foundation. If you're trying to build a house, like you could be, you have like a great idea to build a great mansion. But if you don't have a strong foundation, and you try to put up a house on a weak foundation, the house is not gonna stand, right? Your body's the same way. You could be taking a lot of great supplements, but if you don't have a great foundation with the protein and multivitamin, those supplements may not be doing what they could do otherwise. So I recommend you look at your client's intake of protein, um, vitamins and minerals, get them on the insurance policy of multivitamin, and then we're gonna go into these protein powders and hopefully you understand a little bit about that. Um, and you get them those two products and you know, the average protein costs about 30 bucks. A multivitamin is about 20, we said earlier. So if you look at those two products, it's about 50 bucks. If you have five clients, only five clients, which you guys are all gonna have more than five clients, and they all take a protein and multivitamin every month, you hit your 250 minimum goal for supplements. It's easy, you're not even gonna have to try. So that's if you're actually not trying to help people. If you got 10 clients, and all of them take a protein and multivitamin every month, you're gonna sell $500 in supplements, and you're gonna pay commission on $500 in supplements too. So, excuse me, it's really easy to achieve your supplement goals if you're looking at your client's nutrition and you're trying to help them, okay? So let me explain how these protein powders work so you can find the one that's the best for your client. These are awesome. They're gonna help your clients get the best results, okay? Um, so first, in order to understand this stuff, we need to understand where whey protein comes from. Anyone know where whey protein comes from? Cheese. Cheese. Cheese um, and what else? Curd, uh, milk. Milk and cheese, okay. So whey protein comes from milk and cheese. So people who are vegan can't have whey protein because it comes from animals, okay. Now, for, let's talk about the vegans for a little bit. If they're on a vegan diet, it is harder to get all your essential amino acids through plants, okay? Because animal proteins contain all your essential amino acids. Essential amino acids, there's, I can't remember if there's eight or nine, um, but they help your body uh, build muscle, okay? So essential amino acids are gonna help your body build muscle. If you lack one of the essential amino acids, it's gonna be very hard to build muscle. So if you're a vegan, um, really only quinoa and hemp uh, you can get it from soy too, or complete sources of protein. But you have to eat a wide variety of plants in order to get all your essential amino acids because most plants are lacking one or more essential amino acids. Now whey protein on the other hand, because it comes from animals, has all your essential amino acids. So it's the first benefit of whey protein, it has all your essential amino acids because it's coming from milk and cheese. Now the way it works when, some, when they're making cheese, the whey is what's left over, and it's what's called whey concentrate. They process it a little. Um, whey concentrate has lactose, carbohydrates, fats, cholesterol, 
Um, there's all these other things in, uh, in whey protein, uh, whey concentrate, and that's what, uh, that's like the first type of whey protein, basically. Okay, so they, didn't, they don't filter anything out of it. It's just what's left over when they make cheese. It's whey. It's protein, carbohydrates, fats, cholesterol, and lactose. Important to remember that stuff, okay? But for some people, some people are lactose intolerant, all right? So some people who are lactose intolerant, they don't want lactose. And other people might say, well, I don't want that much fat in my protein, or I don't want carbs, um, I don't want cholesterol. So they found a way to filter some of those nutrients out, so you're only getting the protein for the most part. And what they do that is they isolate the protein away from the uh, carbs, the fat, the cholesterol, and the lactose, and they make what's called whey isolate, because isolated protein, basically, okay? So whey isolate has no lactose. So people who have lactose issues, whey isolate is a great product for them. It's gonna have less carbs, it's gonna have less fat, it's gonna have less cholesterol. And they can make isolate even more absorbable, and they can get it closer to its amino acid, acid peptide state. And by doing that, they, they process it one step further and that makes what's called hydrolyzed whey protein. And because the protein is mainly, is very close to its amino acid state, it will absorb, absorb into your bloodstream faster because your body doesn't have to work as hard to digest it. Okay? So if we look at them in terms of what's better, whey concentrate's good, Isolate's better, and hydrolyze is the best, okay? But do we all need the best type of protein? Oh, um, it depends on what the goals are. Isolate, the hydrolyze is a lot more expensive, and honestly, isolate is gonna be probably good enough for 99% of people. Let's say like a pro bodybuilder, or really serious about your supplements. Most people don't need hydrolyze. And hydrolyze is not gonna taste as good as isolate and concentrate. Doesn't taste good the way they process it. It's not bad, but it's just not going to be as tasty as isolate and concentrate. Some people don't care about that. You got to ask your clients. You got to figure out what's important to them. Is hydrolyzed for uh, lactose tolerant people yeah, as well? Yeah, because it's isolate, Plus so they just better. take it one step gotcha. further. So it's always it's also uh, lactose free. Okay. Now, how much fat does this digest? Well, this one absorbs in about an hour and a half, okay? Hydrolyzed with protein, this is about two to three hours, and concentrates like three to four hours, okay? So it's, it's absorbs relatively quick, but just doesn't get into your bloodstream as fast. So if you're taking protein before your workout, let's say someone's on the go, like that person I was describing earlier. They got a training session at six, they get out of work at five. Maybe they're taking that Vitargo carbohydrate powder, and they're combining it with uh, a protein powder, you'd want to make sure they're taking a whey isolate or a whey hydrolyzed because those are going to absorb the fastest, okay? Um, whereas if they're eating it in between meals or maybe after your workout, maybe a whey concentrate isn't so bad. It really all depends on the person which one of these I'm going to recommend. Maybe they're more concerned about taste. Whey concentrate is usually thicker. Um, so if someone wants to taste a shake that's more like a milkshake, you might want to steer them towards the whey concentrate. Okay? Then there's casein protein. Anyone know what casein protein's good for? 
Night time. What's that? Bedtime. Bedtime. Why do you say bedtime? Okay, so it takes a long time to digest. It's like five to eight hours is how long uh, casein takes to digest. So people take that before they go to bed, um, you know, to maximize uh, their recovery. Because you can't eat in the middle of the night. Somebody will wake up in the middle of the night with an alarm clock to take their casein protein every four hours. Okay, I'm not advising doing that. I mean, sleep is important, um, but some people will do that. Casein also in between meals. It's not bad either, so if you can't get to meal for a long period of time, uh, casein, because it digests so slow, will keep you full, okay? Then there's plant-based proteins. So these are for vegans, okay? Your Owen, your V-Pro. Um, these Bada beans we sell uh, are derived from beans. The Lenny and Larry's Complete Cookie is vegan. There's a couple other ones on not on there that we sell too. Garden of Life, who's heard of Garden of Life? Garden of Life is awesome. It's organic, um, contains a lot of vitamins and minerals. I think there's like 22 superfoods in Garden of Life. Uh, Garden of Life is probably one of the best plant proteins there is. It's a little expensive, um, but it's very, very good. So, so is V-Pro is another one. Um, or excuse me, uh, V-Pro is on here. Uh, Vega is the other one. Uh, I think they're also organic as well. Who's ever taken a vegan protein before, though? Doesn't taste like whey protein, right? Tastes like ass. Well, I was just about to say that. That is not how I want to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> you never want to be like, hey man, this vegan protein is really good. It's, uh, it's got a bunch of nutrients in there. 22 super foods, organic, but it tastes like ass. <laughs> I wouldn't do this. It's all about some All right. Uh, I would say it's got like an earthy, an earthy flavor to it. Right? <laughs> now. I don't know if the earth tastes like ass, but... Depending on where you're at. Yeah, let's get... You don't want to describe it as dirty. It's not a good way. Okay, get there. Don't describe the vegan protein as dirt or ass, okay? <laughs> if, you if you take something away from here, you don't want to describe the vegan protein as dirt or ass. Some people like the taste of vegan protein. Me, personally, I don't. Um, it's gritty. It's got an earthy taste to it. Um, but it's, you know, whey protein actually tastes pretty good, uh, in my opinion. Taste is subjective, okay? If someone's been taking a whey protein, you have to prepare them for the difference in taste of a whey protein to a vegan protein. That's why I'm telling them. But don't tell them it's like, yeah, you like whey protein, then this stuff tastes like ass. Okay? So it's got gritty, earthy, it's just, you know, it's... Tastes like plants. Say a little more chalky sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's thicker. It's like, I don't I don't know. It's just it's not as good in my opinion. But some people really like it. Um, the other thing with these plant proteins, because they use plants, are gonna it's gonna have fiber in it. So there's benefits. You gotta look at it both ways. Now I wouldn't take a plant protein right before my workout because this is not gonna absorb as fast. With plants, it's hard to tell how fast it absorbs because everyone's bodies are different and it depends on the blend of plants. So each one of these plant proteins, the absorption time may vary dramatically because they all use different blends of plants. But generally speaking, not even generally, this stuff will not digest as fast as whey protein because whey protein digests faster than any source of protein on the face of the earth. It's the fastest absorbing, okay? Um, the f other than whey protein, the next fastest is egg. Okay, so if you're to eat eggs, is the fastest absorbing protein 
um, that's not processed. But when we, we start looking at proteins, whey protein is the fastest absorbing, even a whey concentrate absorbs faster than any other protein source. Do you carry any muscle farms? We used to. Muscle farms, I'm pretty sure, is about to go out of business, so they're stopping.